As we learn for our chemical basis row, we're about 10, 12 lines down on the page. The last word in line is Iboilahu. Tomorrow asks this question. Iboilu, Ishto Zinsub Eidechad, Bisho Sigma. Now we're not talking here about a case of a sota. A sota has to have specific rules that he warned her, then she went into seclusion with two Adam. Shanshita was that you had to have two people for the warning, two Adam for uh, the going into seclusion. And then, <clears throat> then, the, then the process is automatic. You have to go through, either she admits that she was Mazana, in which case she loses her ksuba and he divorces her. Um, there was no Adam on the B itself. There was Adam who gave her, with Adam and Asra that saw her, you know, warned her don't commit adultery. And she committed adultery in their Adam, of course she would be killed uh, based on that and nothing. The Sota is a questionable one, but it has to have that process. Here we're talking about some the case where uh, a man, let's say a man suspects his wife of, of adultery, so he can divorce her. It's up to him. He can divorce her. Uh, you know, we want her consent too, but in the time of the Gemara, according to the Torah, he can divorce her against her will. So if he suspects her, he can do what he wants. The question is this, is he obligated to, to divorce her? Just on a suspicion, he's not obligated to. The question over here the Gemara raises is, Let's say there's one aid that she, there's one witness that she committed adultery. Is he obligated to divorce her based on that? So this is a question. He's quiet. He doesn't say anything. If he denies it, he denies it. He says, you don't know what you're talking about. But let's say he's quiet. Is he like Moda, as we talked about yesterday, is, is a shtika koda? If he's Moda, he doesn't know. He just, he doesn't say anything. Mao. Is he obligated to divorce her? The aid is believed. If he doesn't deny it, he's quiet. The aid is believed, and he's obligated to, to divorce her. She's also to him based on one witness alone. Can the aid, can that one witness forbid uh, him from staying with his wife? Sorry, what are you saying? Who's quiet? The husband. The husband doesn't know. He doesn't answer anything. If he denies it, it's one thing. If he agrees with it, fine, then he should divorce her. He's quiet, doesn't say anything. <clears throat> is he obligated to divorce her based on the testimony of one witness? It's not a case where she can be killed. There's only one witness, right? Even if there was a, even if there was um, an Adam who warned her, but there was only one aid who saw the adultery took place, he wouldn't kill her based on that. But if there's one aid who saw it, is he obligated to divorce her? Vice says he's believed and obligated to divorce her, and she, you know, she, he can't stay married to her. Rav Amr Ainanamim. We don't believe one witness. This is a matter relating to uh, sexual relations. When it comes to forbidden relationships, you need two witnesses. So we have this machlokas between Abai and Rav, and clearly an apostle like Rav, you can't forbid a, a woman on, on her husband to her husband based on testimony of one person. We're going to try to bring proofs both ways. Abai says, yes, the one aid is believed, barring being contradicted by somebody else. Rabbi says, no, one aid isn't enough. Um, Rabbi, how do I know this? I'll tell you a story. There was a blind person. He was uh, usually come to, he came to Shmuel's yeshiva, and he would uh, uh, repeat the Mishnayas before Shmuel. In other words, he learned by Shmuel. One day, he was delayed. He didn't come. The blind man didn't show up. So Shmuel sent a shliach. He was the one who 
who said over the Mishnahis, maybe for the other Talmidim, whatever the case was, he didn't show up. So Shmuel sent a shliach to look after him. Ad-Azel, when the shliach went, Ad-Azel shliach b'chada orcha, when the shliach went one way, the guy came the other way. In other words, the, the blind man was on his way. He took road number one to get to the yeshiva. And the shliach went to look for him with road number two. So they missed each other on the road. He took an alternate path. And uh, the shliach came to the guy's house. And when he came to the guy's house, the guy wasn't there because he was on his way to the yeshiva via the other way. But he saw, he claimed to see his wife having adultery. In other words, when the guy was going to yeshiva, his wife committed adultery. That's what the shliach came. He also shliach, when the shliach came back, uh, after realizing that the man wasn't home and he must have, you know, he had gone to the yeshiva via the other way, Amar Ishto Zinsa said his wife, he claimed that the, the blind man's wife committed adultery. Also coming to Shalikim Parshmul, Amar So there was a question now. Does, is the blind man obligated to divorce his wife based on the testimony of that one shliach? Amar so Shmuel, he came for Shmuel, Shmuel Paskin, like this. Imehem if you believe him, Zilafta. So you have to divorce her. If you don't believe him, Lotapik, you shouldn't. My love, what do you mean? What do you mean by um, you believe him? Imehem the love of Gazlaners. Is he is he a valid witness? He's not a Goslin. He's not somebody who's who's a, a disqualified witness because he's a he's a gambler or he steals or he does some other Avera that is known that you can't trust him. In other words, if you believe him, he's not if he's not a if he's if he's a qualified witness, you got a divorcer. That's how Abaya says. So Abaya said, you see, based on the testimony of one eight, Shmuel said you should divorce him. Rabbi says, no, 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 no. That's not what he meant. He didn't mean to say if this guy is a valid witness, he's not disqualified. He's in other words, he's a he's a kosher witness. Uh, you have to divorce your wife. Rabbi said, this is what he meant to say, if you trust this guy yourself. As if it was as if they were two witnesses, Zilafka, then you should divorce her. Below, if you don't feel he's so uh he's so uh, trustworthy and you can't rely on him, maybe he didn't see it exactly, maybe he didn't have his glasses on, maybe he thought it was somebody else, whatever it was, if you don't believe him like two witnesses, meaning you have to have tremendous belief that this guy really related it properly. Not only that he's a qualified witness, but you trust his wit testimony uh inherently you you absolutely trust his inherently if you don't trust him inherently you don't have to divorce him as if to say that the one witness alone cannot force a woman out of a marriage he just said listen if you if you trust this guy and you believe him you should divorce your wife which is the case of anybody if anybody suspects his wife strongly suspects his wife of adultery he shouldn't stay with her it's not, not a case again it's not a case with all the all the qualifications of a sota, you have to have warning, and you have to, have to see them go into seclusion, and all that other stuff. He just suspects her. If he suspects her, he should try to verify it. And if he if he believes this guy, then you should divorce him. But he's not obligated to divorce her. That's how Rav and Abaya interpret the story uh, in two different ways. Rav and Abaya says another yeah. proof. I have. Yeah. The witness in that case, well. <clears throat> uh, yeah, the witness, uh, the witness, yeah, the witness would be, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if he was, um, put it this way, if they, they certainly, the rabbi certainly would, would not like him to marry her because we, given this, if, if, if the one witness really forced him out, forced him out of the marriage, uh, then, you know, in a case, yeah, let's say 2 8, and we've had that before, 2 8, and come on and say her husband died. Based on that, they wouldn't be allowed to marry. But over here, the question is, 
according to Abaye, yes, that could be, your question is good. It could be that according to Abaye, that the, the witness forces the wedding, forces the marriage apart, forces the divorce. He shouldn't be allowed to marry her. But according to Rava, according to Rava, the one witness accomplishes nothing. One witness is just, you know, it doesn't mean anything. He doesn't have to divorce his wife based on that. If later on, 10 years later, he strongly suspects his wife and he divorces her anyway, then that witness would be allowed to. It depends on that. If the witness has the power to dissolve the marriage, then he wouldn't be allowed to. But if he doesn't have the power, like Rava says, one witness doesn't do anything, then he would be allowed to. Because he was the one who destroyed it. Maybe he was a good guy. Maybe he just, you know, uh, whatever. We don't know. We don't know. One witness can't do it. Yeah, maybe he's the one, right? Then why would he testify? Amr Abai. So, right, it depends on how you hold it. According to Rava, the one witness can accomplish nothing. And therefore, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't force the out of the marriage. According to Abaye, that the one witness would, then he wouldn't be allowed to marry. Amr Abaye. But again, it, let's say he, he did he did marry her. Usually would be how? Menatori is not forbidden to marry her. Yeah, and he found this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So the man How do I know? Another proof that Abai has. The famous story of Yana Melech. Yana Melech was a bad king went from the Chashmanon. What was the story? The Tanya Maisim Yana Melech story. Shahalach. He went to that place. It's called Chuchlis in the Midbar. And he conquered their 60 large cities. When he returned, he was very happy. At that point, he was still very good with the Chacham of Israel, and he called them all. Our fathers who came up from Babel and were poor, and they built the base of Migdash amidst poverty. When they built the base of Migdash, they were happy. They couldn't afford much, but they would eat like uh, you know, salty vegetables, herring. Well, not even that. That Milcham was like, uh, Milcham normally can mean herring, but here he's talking about vegetables. They didn't have much to eat. They were poor kind of vegetables, maybe salted vegetables. And So even though now we are celebrating, we're in much better shape, but we should also rejoice in the same manner. Uh, we should also eat salty vegetables. Uh, as a remembrance to our fathers. And they bought out these uh, salty salty vegetables on golden tables. There was one person there. Ish lets a joker, Levrava, the bad heart of Lial, a sinner. His name was Elazar ben Pu'ira, bad guy. The Prushim were the religious uh, rabbis. We have today also the, the Prushim, like the old uh, community in, in uh, Yerushalayim called Prushim. They're against you. You should know they're against you. They're not in favor of you. So what should I do? How should I do to show if they're loyal or not? Make them stand up because and wear the tzitz. Now, Yanni was the king, but he was also uh, the coin Gadol. He appointed himself coin Gadol. So, okay, so he says, wear the tzitz that the coin Gadol wears where you know between your eyes meeting on your forehead and he, even though he wasn't doing the avot at that point but we learned that Kwanam are allowed to wear you know uh, allowed to wear the big dekuna even when they're not actually doing the avoda uh so how come lamb it sits enough so he he put the tzitz uh, on and forced them all to send one of the older rabbis the yehuda ben gedidia shmo that was 
It's enough that you wear the crown of majesty, that you wear the crown, the, the, the crown of the monarchy, of kingdom, that you're the, that you're the king. That's enough. Leave the Kesakuna for the children of Aaron. He was from the Maccabean. Um, but leave it for the Zahar Shalar and show you for the real Zerabara. Why? Why wasn't he Zerabaran? Shayom, they used to say, Imo Nishbas Modim. They said that his mother was captured by the Goyim in that place in Modim. And therefore, she's considered a Zona that they abused her. And even if, if a coin sleeps with the Zona, the child is a Halal. So even if his father was a coin, the, he's not a coin. So the, this uh, Yehuda ben Gudya told him, you know what? It's enough that you're the king. Uh, you wear the um, you wear the royal crown. Don't wear the crown, the priestly crown. Leave that for the Zara of Aaron because you're not really Zara Shalaran because you're a halal. That's what he told him. Vayivuka shadavar sounds like from the Purim, from Megillah. Vayivuka shadavar. You must say right. Vayivuka shadavar. They checked it up below Nimsa. They couldn't find proof that he was actually his mother uh, was abducted. And uh, was was defiled by the goyim, and therefore he would be chal. They couldn't. But still, but at that point, if the whole thing, like, in other words, when they he was accused of of, um, of being a halal, a non-kosher kohen, and uh, you know they did a whole investigation, they couldn't find proof that he was. Uh, but the chachmei Yisrael left uh, by the anger. You know, Yane was obviously angry at them for calling him a, a non-kohen. Again, this bad, evil person told Yanai, he was this instigator. Is this even a normal, regular, common person, a commoner? Is that his, is that his way to absorb this uh, shame and being called like a, uh, uh, you know, like almost being like being called a mamzer, that uh, the way you're being treated? You're now the Euros, you're the king and the coin Gadol. Kachudincha is that you're just going to absorb that shame that they're hurling uh, um, uh, accusations that you're not really a coin. So Yanamel said, "So what should I do?" If you listen to my advice, Rome saying, "Trample them, trample them, kill them all, kill all these rabbis." The Torah Matayla. So what's going to be with the Torah if we kill all the rabbis? But the Torah's right here. Say for Torah in the Aron Kodesh. It's in the corner here. What do you want the Torah? The Torah's still there. Whoever wants to learn the Torah, open up the scroll of the Torah and they'll learn. What's your problem? You don't need the rabbis. At that point, Apikursus entered him, entered him this Yadim What's with the Torah Shabbat? If you kill all the rabbis, you order the Torah Shabbat. So that's what he should, that's what Yadim should have answered, and he didn't. But what happened? Instead, he killed all the rabbis. Miad right away. And the evil, like the spark, came out and burned uh, through Elizabeth and they were all killed. And um, the world was desolate. Shimon ben Shatach. Shimon ben Shatach was actually Yanayamelech's wife's brother, right? She had hid him away, and he was saved. Until he came, the returned it to its original glory. Now that was the story. That was the story of Yana and Melch. What does all this have to do with us? Question is, how did they claim that his mother, that he was born a halal, that his mother had been captured by the Goyim, in which you could assume that she was defiled, 
Two people said she was captured by the Goyim Beitre. Amir Loish the boy, Natre. My chazus the Sam Chazahani Samachai. Why do you why do you rely on these two who said that she wasn't? That you could also be that. Why do you rely on the ones who said she wasn't captured? Maybe you may rely on the ones who said she was captured. Samachai Damish the boy. So how, how, why do you say they checked it out and they couldn't find any evidence? You know, like uh, like they're saying now, there's no evidence that. Uh, that Iran was behind the whole thing, you know, like, you know, there's no solid evidence. Yeah, yeah, it puts himself in that position. We don't have any solid proof. We don't have a document, you know, like they don't know. So he says, uh, is, uh, it, it, what, what uh, why why do you have, you have no evidence? So uh, if it's two against two, why do you rely on the ones who said that she wasn't captured? You should rely on the ones who says that he was captured. Rashi points out, uh, I might just say, why don't you say two against two and leave the woman in a chazaka? And the Chazaka says that in the Chazaka, the Chazaka, she was cautious. If the woman would be here, you know, two people say that she was defiled and two people say she wasn't. So you could say she has a Chazaka, two against two, they cancel each other out. And she has a Chazaka presumption that, that she was um, that she was pure. But here we're judging her son. We're saying he was born already to be, a quote, a kind of a bastard, a halal. Uh, you know, a non-kosher Cohen. So he doesn't have a presumption of uh, purity. So if it's two against two, why do you rely on these? You should rely on those. So how do you say it was found out? There was no evidence. But there is two we would say that she that she was defiled. So Elamite speaking about it. Here's what must have happened. One aide said that she was defiled. She was taken into captivity. But the time, and why did they counter? Why did they, uh, um, they why did they push aside that testimony? The Kamakashle trade because two people were against him. People said, No, it wasn't true. She wasn't taken in captivity. Allah wouldn't be for that. Mohammed, you be believed. This is a biased proof. He says, because they checked it out. Now, how did they check it out? If it's two against two, why did they rely on the people who say she wasn't taken to captivity? Rely on the others who she was. There's a question whether he was a proper coin or not. Elamai must be. The one aide said she was taken to captivity. Two people say she wasn't. Oh, so the two people knocked off the one aide. But if it wouldn't be for the two people knock them off. We would have accepted the testimony of one aide who said that she was defiled. That's a biased proof. Rabbi says, no, Lolam Trey, there were two against two. Like Rabbi explains in other cases, sometimes two against two is only if they both come at the same time and they give a counter, or, or even not exactly at the same time, but they both counter one another. He did kill him, he didn't kill him. However, Rabbi says, if it's Beiri Azama, remember, if the latter two come and say, Imano Aisa, you were with us, that's Mazam. The Torah says you believe the second group. That's why I believe so. It's two against two. It's not a case of one eight at all. Or you can say, it wasn't actually two against two. It was two people said we saw a woman, we saw the woman who looked to be like the uh, princess, like the you know, the queen taken to captivity. This one says no. The other two said it looked like that, but they really stuck a, uh, a you know a, a bond woman, a, a slave. In place of her, in other words, they uh, they exchange the queen for a slave woman, so a, to, double. To, to a double, like a double, so that they wouldn't, uh, so that the, the queen wouldn't be defiled. So, and that's that's how they turned that. That's how it was found to be that uh, the mother was not really defiled by the goyim uh, because uh, she wasn't really taken against it. Rashi says even if she was taken, they switched her. They did a switch. Rashi says last Rashi on the page. They thought. <laughs> the first two witnesses said the queen was taken to Kamisa was her. 
they thought, you know, the swarm Jesus, they thought that she was the, you know, the, the Goyim who's the captured thought that she was the queen. They <laughs> or they took the queen, um, you know, before after she was uh, taken captivity, before before they had a chance to do anything for below. There's no <laughs> there's no contradiction by the Adam themselves because they put a shift in her place. Right, right, um, right. Or 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 the queen was taken, but you know they. Uh, they they did a switch on her before there was any chance of confusion. So therefore, it's no proof at all according to Rav because it's not a case of one A. Again, Rav Abai started off this year today by saying that if one A says that this woman committed adultery or was defiled or whatever, uh, you have to accept that if you unless you contradict it. If, you, if you're quiet, you don't say anything. You have to you have to accept that and divorce the wife. Rav says no, you need two witnesses. Amar Rav. Now Rav says I'll bring a proof my way. How do I know that you need two? On the top of Amit base. Now the Tanan, Omar Shimon. Maisa, there was a story like this. Maisa the Magura Shal Diskim. Diskim was the name of a place or name of a person. And he had a big reservoir there that was functioned, that was uh, used uh, as a mikvah, the Yavna. He had a big reservoir in Ravna. It was assumed that it was a proper mikvah, he had 40 saw of water. Umadadu, and you know, people went to the mikvah there. They took Kalim, they went themselves. Umadadu, then they measured it. The Nimsa was missing. It didn't have 40 saw. So what happened? <coughs> so what, what about the people who went to that mikvah? Right? So we have this question. What's the, the um, uh, we have this issue that the mikvah, right, um, had a, had a uh, presumption of kashras until it was found otherwise. But the people who, or the items that went into the mikvah had a presumption of tumah. That's why they went to the mikvah. So now that it was found, it was missing. However, Tarfan Matar, Tarfan said that things that were people or items that went into the mikvah were tar, because the mikvah had a presumption of being kosher until now. Now it was found. So here on, from here on out, we know that, you know, you can't use the mikvah until it's uh, filled up with 40 saw. Rebekiva Matar, Rebekiva said, no, items that went in there uh, are tummy because there's a presumption that the item was tummy and the person was tummy. And he went into a mikvah that wasn't kosher. Omar Tarfan, mikvah said the cheskeshon. But Tarfan says no that the people or the items that went in there are The mikvah had a chazaka that it was uh, complete, that it was full, that it was uh, you know that it wasn't missing any water on it. Misafek at the balachasro. Now misafek, you're not sure when did it lose its forty saw? When did it go from forty down to below forty saw? At what point? You don't know when. Alta You can't assume that people went to the mikvah last week. It was already less than 40. You had a presumption of 40 until we measured it now. Therefore, everybody who went in there is tar. Amr B'kiva says, Look at the person. The person of Chazakadeh was Tameh. He had a presumption that he's Tameh. Now you want to be Matar him. Because he went into a mikvah, but the mikvah is not kosher. In other words, you look, Chazak is a strong thing, right? A presumption. Do you look at the Chazak of the mikvah? The mikvah had a presumption of of kashras until now, but the person didn't have a chazak of kashras. Rabbi looks at the person, Rabbi Tarfan looks at the mikvah. Um, Rabbi Tarfan, Mashal, Rabbi Tarfan gave an example. Mashal, Omei, a person is bringing a carbon on the Mizbeach that only Kohenim are allowed to do. But notice Ben Chalutza. It turns out that he's a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza. That means that he's a Chalal. Chalal, by Chalutza, it's Rabbanan, by Grusha, it's Doraisa. 
but it turns out he's not a proper coin. The rule is, we'll see later on based on a Pusik, that his avod is kosher. So again, you know, uh, it's the same kind of a thing. There was a chazaka when he did, when he went up to do the um, avoda that he was kosher, and then it turned out that it's not. So his avod is kosher. All right, but Kiva Kiva says, no, I'll give you a different example. Masha la'omed, the example is, the metaphor is this. La'omed umakr bagav mezbeach, he's giving your carbon mezbeach, v'noshu balmum. Turns out he's a balmum, he has a blemish, he's not a proper coin. Shavodas Sula. Now, in both cases, in the case of Ben Gushim Mechlutza, he was uh, he was no good from birth. Yet his avod is good. Uh, Balmum could be when from birth, could be after birth, but his avod is puzzle there. So, which way do you look at? Amr Ptah from Tarfan says, "Okay, I brought an example showing that the person should be okay from Ben Gushim Mechlutza. You brought an example from Balmum. Amr Ptah from Ata Balmum. You compare it to Balmum." I compare it to Ben Gushim Chalutza. And as a Balmum's avod was no good, Ben Gushim Chalutza was okay if we didn't know till it was found out afterwards. Mira Lamidoma. Let's see which one's more comparable. Which one is this example? This example of going to the mikvah that was turns out now that it wasn't a kosher mikvah. But when he went in, we thought it was a kosher mikvah. But the person had a chazaka that he was tame when he went to the mikvah. So which one is it more comparable? Nira Lamidoma, Edoma Leben Gusha Ben Chalutza. If our example uh, of going to the mikveh is more comparable to Ben Gusha Ben Chalutza, then the Dodek Ben Gusha Chalutza needs to say that it's kosher, just like a Ben Gusha Ben Chalutza's avoda is kosher. If he found that afterwards, same thing here. The mikveh's tara should should uh, help to purify this person. Im Doma Leba Mum, if it's more comparable to Baal Mum, to a person who has a blemish, and Dodek Baal Mum will compare it to Baal Mum and say that it's no good. So let's see, let's analyze it. Because it's fine. I'll I'll show you how it's more comparable to a Balmum. Mikvah How do you disqualify a mikvah? By one person saying it's it's chaser, right? If one person says that the mikvah is not kosher, I checked it, you believe him. Like Rashi says, If he says, listen, I measured the mikvah. A guy went to the mikvah, he had all these people and women went to the mikvah. The next day, this guy, or later on, the guy says, I measured the mikvah. The mikvah doesn't have 40 saw. Right? Or he said, I measured even before. Do you believe him? One person? Yeah. So mikvah can be disqualified by one person. And a Balmum, if one person says he's a Balmum, we're going to say, what did he say? We'll say that in a minute. And a Balmum also, he becomes disqualified if one person testifies that he has a Mum. And you can't prove that, prove a Ben Gushman Chalutza who only becomes puzzled if there are two people who testify that he was a Ben Gushim Chalutza, how do two people testify he was Ben Gushim Chalutza? They say that we know his mother, right? We know his mother. His mother was not was a Grusha, let's say, and she married a Cohen. We know that. We know that. We didn't. Nobody else knew that here. Right? A guy shows up. And he says, "I'm a Cohen." You let him do everything. Then somebody shows him and says, "No, no, no. I know that his his father was married to a Grusha. You need two witnesses for that." Okay. So here, Rabbi Kiva says. I'll show you why this case is more comparable to a Balmum than to a Ben Grusha Mechlutza. Because Ben Grusha Mechlutza, in order to establish that he's a Ben Grusha, you have to have two witnesses. But a mikvah is disqualified by one, and a Balmum is disqualified by one. So we should compare it to Balmum and therefore say that the uh, the mikvah did not work, that the person is Tomei. That's one proof that Rabbi Kiva says. Dabar Acher, another, another proof that it should be more comp- comparable to a uh, Balmum. Mikvah psul bakufo. 
the mikvah, what's the psul in the in the, the disqualification? What's the psul over here? The mikvah itself, it doesn't have 40 saw. Balmam also, psul begufo, something's wrong with his body. He has a blemish. The psul came from somebody else, it is from his parents. Nothing is wrong with him per se. He looks like every other coin, but it's his parents who came along. That's because of his mother. His mother shouldn't have gotten married to his father. So that's that's those are the proofs that Rabbi Akiva counters Rabbi Tarfan. Amalei Rabbi Tarfan. Rabbi Tarfan then agreed with Akiva. Akiva, whoever leaves your your side is like leaving life. You're you're so good. You're brilliant. Okay, that was the story. So he agreed with Rabbi Akiva. They tell me now. He said over there though when he, when Rabbi Akiva brought the proofs, he said the Balmum is possible by one. Right, one person can say you're a Balmum. And that's good enough. When you say he's possible with one person, what are we talking about? Either If the guy says, I'm not a Balmum, I'm not a Balmum, if somebody believed to say you're a Balmum, that you have some mum hidden under your clothes, and, and uh, the guy says, no, it's not true, why would you believe in 1A? Elder the Shasik must be there talking about a case where 1A accused him of being a Balmum, and he was quiet. And the similar case would be what by Ben Gusha Ben Chalutza, the equivalent case would be the Shasik, in other words, where two people say he's a Ben Gusha Ben Chalutza, he was quiet. Biktani, mikvah psula biyachid, ubalmum psula biyachid. The comparable cases where mikvah is disqualified by one person saying that there's no 40 saw there, and ubalmum is disqualified by one person, by the other, by the, the person himself, the balmum being quiet. Don't prove You need two people to say he's a Ben Grusha, even though he denies it. So what do you see? This is Rubber's proof. Rubber said, How do I know that one person isn't believed? Even if one, even if the person himself says is quiet, doesn't say anything, he doesn't know. But one that was what we started by saying. One person says, Your wife committed adultery. Abai says, You believe him. If you don't say anything, you don't you don't count him, you believe me after the divorce rep. Rubber says, No. Here you see. When it comes to saying that there was a forbidden marriage, that you know there's some there was a some from forbidden relationship over here, you need two people. He says because by, when it comes to a uh, a balmum, all you need is one person. If the guy doesn't say anything, all you need is one person. Uh, if he if he's quiet, but when it comes to Bengalusha and Chalutza, you need two people. This is my proof that one person is not enough to disqualify uh, to dissolve a marriage. You know, to to force them to force a divorce, one person not enough because you need two people over here. Abai will say no. Abai who claims that one person is enough. No, this isn't the case where one aid or two aid him said something and the other person was quiet. The the person himself, the object, was quiet. No, over here, the the Balmum says no. I'm not a Balmum. because we said it must be speaking about what well, whether the guy's quiet because if he wasn't quiet. You accuse me of being a Balmum. You know, if I say I'm not a Balmum, why would you believe that one person? I say I'm not. The reason we come to mind was why we believe the aid, the Umrle, Shalach Ahve, because he said, You're not a Balmum, take off your clothes, clothes strip, let, let us check you out. He didn't, he didn't want to. In other words, the reason we believe the one aid is because the other guy doesn't want to take his clothes off. He doesn't want to show, he doesn't want to, you know, to, um, um, to reveal if he has a uh, to really reveal if he has a uh, a mum or not. Pardon? Maybe I'm wrong. The, the things that disqualify a coin are things that you see. No, no, it doesn't have to. Uh, uh, oh, okay. It, 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 you, mean, you mean if it's under his clothes yeah. that uh, they, no, it could be that if he has some uh, disfigurement, 
Um, there are the, one, the ones that the Torah enumerates are like a Bosaina and things like that. And has, but it could be that he has a Balmum, that he's Balmum, even a place where, where let's say you could see, but it, or maybe he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to show even a place where it could be evident. Let's say he's behind his ear or something like that in his head and he's covered up. He's got a big uh, hood on or something of that sort. Could be, it could be. Um, if it's not, if it's not in a place, if it's in a place that doesn't, uh, that doesn't have it, you know, maybe it's on his feet or something like that and his shoes are on or something of that sort that uh, you don't see it, it evident. But it, yeah, it doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that anything that uh, under his clothes, but it could be on his feet or something like that. He might have some disfigurement or, a, a, you know, club foot or something of that sort. So my man, so therefore, this is not a case where he, does, where he doesn't say anything. Uh, where, where the man doesn't say, uh, the object doesn't say uh, he's quiet. It's not a case like that. It's talking about a case where he objects. The reason you believe him is because there's evidence to believe him because the guy won't take off his clothes to show uh, to show if he's really a Balmum or not. Behind the tani mikvah psula begufo. That's what we mean. The mikvah psula begufo. Balmum psula begufo. It's on his guf. Because this is on his guf and we should be able to see it. And he won't show it to us. And therefore, that's why we believe the Eidachot there. Ubengush the Gemara says, okay, fine. So each one brought his proof, each one understood the other way. And we pass him like Rava, you need two Adam to to force a dissolution of the marriage. But how do we know this? How do we know that even though you don't allow him to do the voter, but he did the avoda, you don't say you have to bring another carbon in his place. And we're going to Mishmul, the Pasik says, It'll be when I'm talking about Pinchas, Pinchas, Manos, Manos, Whatever Zerah he had, even if it's a psul to some degree, obviously not if it's a mamzer or something of that sort, but if it's a psul in kahuna, that he's a halal, it's also, uh, it's okay. That vote is kosher. Avud Shmuel Amr Mehach, this pasuk, Baruch Hashem Chelo, Hashem will bless his substance, will fall Yadav in the work of his hand, uh, the, the work of his hands, so you will uh, accept. Afilu chulin shabo, Chelo means even chulin shabo, so even if he's really a non-kosher uh, coin, he's not a proper coin, uh, he's a mechulal, also it's accepted. And you come to the coin, will be at that time. Can you, can you go to a coin who's not there in your time? If he's from a different generation, you can. He's not a proper coin. And um, that's what you mean. Coin, uh, uh, that's what he even though he's not a proper coin, but you can go to him anyway, you can do the avoda. That's as far as about, that's as far as um, as a Bengush man chalutzu, so his avoda is kosher. How do we know that abamum is avoda's pasuk? Again, this is again by Pinchas, the beginning of Pinchas. Shalom. I give him my covenant in peace. Shu darshan shalom to be shalem. Shu shalem dog shechaser. If he's a full, he's a full body. In other words, there's nothing missing. His body is perfect. Not if he's missing something, like missing a limb. I was shalom ziv, right? It says shalom. It doesn't say shalom. Rav Nachman vav the shalom katiyev. The vav in shalom is uh, partially cut off. And I'm not sure if it's that. I was like in our Torah, in our Torah, but it's partially cut so, off to show that it needs shalom. A little space the here between the, the top and the bottom. Yeah. So okay. therefore. Therefore, that's the doctrine that's shalem. Therefore, he has to be shalem. He's not shalem. He can be missing a finger, missing a foot, or something of that sort. So in a chanami, it's something you'd be revealed, but maybe his clothes are covering him up, and therefore, uh, you can't tell. Now, interesting that we say here that we, we, we were just talking about that if you can have 
If one person can disqualify or force a marriage into dissolution based on his testimony alone. So here we're going to talk about these kinds of cases where uh, we're, we're talking about a halal, right? That he, that he says that uh, uh, either the wife, the wife committed adultery, which would force her out, or uh, talking about mamzerus and halal. So here the Gemara, the Mishnah gives a faint, the famous Mishnah, giving the rules of relationships. If Kedushin could take place, there's no Avair involved in the Kedushin. In other words, it's not a Gerusha marrying a coin, it's a regular person. Which we know, if a coin marries a Yisraelis, the child's a coin. If a lady marries a Bas coin, the child's a lady. If Yisrael marries a Bas lady, the child's a Yisrael. It goes according to the male, the father. The It's either whether whatever the wife is, Yisrael, goes according to the husband. As we know, you, you're if, what, what, what you are, whether you're a coin of Yisrael, goes according to the father. And Rashi over here says. Why didn't it say the Mufarshmas? Why didn't it just say or that that there is actually kedushin? Why do you say Why don't you say call kedushin? Every kedushin that didn't have an avera, he goes according to the father. You must tell you Meaning, even if it wasn't, they didn't actually have kedushin, but. It would, the Kedushin, if they would make Kedushin, it would be a proper Kedushin. Meaning this, a coin sleeps with the Israelis out of wedlock, right? They have a relationship. And the child is born. Child born, right? They could get married, but they never got married. The child's still a coin. Because all you need is the potential. There would be Kedushin. If they would get married, there would be no Abair involved. The father, the child was a coin. You don't say, well, they weren't married. It doesn't go that way. If, if Kedushin would be, if Kedushin would take place, Kedushin talks about, Kedushin will work, and there's no Abair if they would get married. The child just goes according to the father. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. We're talking about, you know, the father, of course, of course. If you don't know the father is, then you're really in trouble, right? Kedushin. Right, if you if you don't know who the father is, you really in, you're in trouble. Your kid could be a a mamzer. The kid could be uh, uh could be anything, could be anything. But if the mother's Jewish, at least the kid's Jewish. That's 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 a, that. But the kid could be uh, who knows what. Uh, Let's say there is kedushin. Kedushin is chal. Now we're not going like Rabbi Kiva holds that that there's a mamzer mechayelavim, but we hold like 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 us that say that. Uh, there's Kedushin Chal, even by Chai Vlav, there's Kedushin, but there's an Avera. The Vlad goes according to the one who's damaged, the one who's defective. Let's say a Mara marries a Kohen Gadol, the child's a Chalal, meaning after the Pagum, the Amana, the bad, the, the one who is uh, defective, or the Gerusha Chalutza, a Kohen Hege, the child is defective, goes according to the Pagum. Mamzer Smasili Yisrael. If a mamzer marries a mamzer marries a Yisrael or bas Yisrael a mamzer a sin. If a mamzer marries a Yisraelis, if the husband's a mamzer or the wife is a mamzer, the child's a mamzer. Because that's what we said. When there is kedushin, kedushin is chal, kedushin is chal, but it's bavera. It shouldn't have got married to him. The child is the child gets the categories characterized as the as the pagum. So if the father's a mamzer, the child's a mamzer. If the mother's a mamzer, the child's a mamzer. That's really the only people that Mamzer should marry is another Mamzer, but we'll see. Bezos, all right. Um, okay, Avliyesh. Um, okay, so that's in a case like that. So the child goes according to the Pagum. Komisha ain't a love Kedushin. Ain't a love Kedushin. And what happens if Kedushin wouldn't be Chal, right? 
but there is she can marry somebody else. Could do right. She could marry somebody. She just can't marry this one. The kid there is a mamzer automatically. Not that the mamzer goes according to the bargain. God's a mamzer. Man marries his sister. Right? What's the kid a mamzer? Now she's not. She's not forbidden to marry anybody. She can marry whoever she wants, but she can't marry a close relationship. Right? Consanguineous uh, relationship. Right? She can't marry somebody in the family. So that's what we say. In other words, where kedushin is not chal. When do you make a mamzer? Either if one of the parents was a mamzer, right? And if both parents were mamzerim, they can marry one another. You know, your mamzer is no fault of their own. The one that they should marry. We'll see if there's machlok they can marry a ger. But a mamzer, best person to marry is another mamzer. But then the kids a mamzer. There's no there. The kedushin was valid, right? Kedushin was totally valid. Uh, and yeah, the child's like the father. He's a mamzer, right? That fits in Komak Mshesh Kedushin, Veinavet, there's no Veira there. He goes to go into Zachar. If, let's say, it's a Yisrael marrying a mamzeris, well, that shouldn't have taken place. The child becomes a mom, goes to go into the Pagum. The Pagum is the mother who's a mamzeris. So uh, when Kedushin were not Michal, like you're marrying somebody you can't marry, you're marrying uh, your wife's sister while your wife is still alive, or you're marrying your sister, all these things which are Isakaris and Kedushin is not Chal, he would become a mamzer. Right, that's the kids of moms. She can marry somebody else. What happens if there's a woman who can't? Not only can she marry this person because he's a close relative, she can't marry anybody. She's not allowed to marry anybody. In that case, of like the most of the child is like her. And what is that? They Let's say she's a shifra. She can't marry any Jew. Shifra's not allowed to marry any, any Jew. She can marry another uh, an Evetnani. Another Evid, she can't marry any Jew, or a Shiksa, a Nachris, can't marry uh, any Jew. So if you marry there, if 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 a Shifra gets married to Israel, to Israel, or a Nachris, a Shiksa marries to Israel, the child is like her. And was that that's the famous thing? That's the way to be Matara Mamzer. We'll talk about that famous thing. The very Matara Mamzer is that um, he can marry a Shifra. A Mamzer can marry a, marries a Shifra, whether he's allowed to or not, as a question. But if he marries a Shifra, the child is a Evid. Then the Evid is freed, and then the freed Evid is a full Jew without being a Mamzer. So the Gemara is going to deal with this. We'll deal with this, uh, these cases tomorrow. Is this is this valid for all these rules and regulations that we give? Yes, generally they're true. Are they valid in all cases? That's what we're going to deal with tomorrow, Mitzvah. All right, have a good day, everybody. Kol